Episode number 225, Camaro's Big Brother is here. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Oh, man. It's like I saw you you yesterday. What? What? What'd you say? It's like I saw you yesterday. You did. (laughs) You know, I didn't didn't actually do an intro for the podcast last week week because you know well, we were yeah, in person just... we did it and then i was editing it in the airport and the airport was just way too loud i was gonna i was gonna do one was episode oh. number 224 camaro fest yeah ix or nine it was just too loud and people were staring at me and, and even the guy next to me leaned over while i was editing because i was doing two things i was editing the podcast and i was editing a youtube video he's uh-huh. like hey man it was an older guy i was like okay what's up he goes are you are you doing a commercial <laughs> no, I'm not doing a commercial. That's that's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, speaking of Camaro Fest, uh, let's see. Got some got some updates from uh, Mike Lee. But and I got to pull those up. I w- almost forgot about this. Okay. But um, before I get into that, I would like to say uh, uh, t- uh, one one thing. Brian Meissen. Brian. <laughs> That will be all. Brian Meissen. <laughs> Brian Meissen. So, yeah, because we, we, he, after all these years of knowing him, he finally started listening to the show. That's funny. Guess that, what? That... You have 722 episodes to go through. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mike Lee uh, didn't get a chance to hang out with him too much, man. He had some special beers for us. Uh, couldn't get him to us, but he did get some hop slam from us through our, our buddy, Um Charlie one 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 Charlie one 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 exclamation mark three eight five nine twelve. He had to take a bunch of his own beer back home. He says it was a crazy five days, um, without a minute to spare for him. Uh, let's see here. Right around eight hundred cars, is what it was. Really? And I thought I thought it was way more than that. Just for the so amount of people. Did each right. car bring like four people or something? Jeez. I, I think so. It was like a, each car was a clown car. Like twenty people got out of it. I thought that was lower than last year. He said, no, they sold more bands this year. Oh. I said, I thought there was over 1,000 last year, and he said that was just rumor and kind of speculation. Oh, okay. Uh, but they did about 100 more than last year. 100 more wristbands. Wow. And, and uh, he sent me, the, sent me the, the drag racing list uh, that I'll go through just briefly. Um, you know, there's, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different classes. Bracket, elim- uh, let's see here, uh, V8 Unlimited, fastest car was 885. Oh, an 814 at 158 miles an hour in a 2000 Camaro. Smoking. Ooh, 4 And that's uh, Mike Pestka. I got that right from Cabot, Arkansas. We saw them run. Remember that? And and he was up against, but actually the champion came out, uh, was uh, Russell Gilbert from Grand Blanc, Michigan in 1969 Camaro. Probably the only one there as well. Wow. Uh, that's where you used to live. Yep. Yep. So uh, then there's V8 Supermod, 9, 10s, 9s. V8 Modified, all 9s. V8 Bolt-On, all 10s. V8 Stock, 212s and 211s. V6 Unlimited, 14, and then an 11.6. And then a V6 V uh, inline-4 modification fastest time there was a 
Um, and, and let's see, Bracket Eliminator, uh, 2015 Camaro versus 2011 Camaro, both in the 12s. So the fast list is faster with a lot of 8s, a lot of 10s, man. 10s, 8s, and 9s. It's crazy. I was amazed. Uh, I was amazed. Yep. So it's Very it's cool. definitely in, becoming an institutional event. Like it's it's a standby. It's, it's oh yeah, like like back in our day, remember the F Body Org event? We would we would trek down to Memphis for that mm-hmm. event every year. So this is like the Memphis of our past. <laughs> Tennessee, of course. <laughs> I'm thinking they're probably going to be in Bowling Green again too. Oh yeah, it it, it makes sense. I mean, they got everything pretty much. I mean, they can they they know what to expect. They got the hotel. They got everything lined up. The restaurants, the track, everything. So it's a recipe. It, it, it only makes sense. So. Yeah, sure does. So great job, Mike Lee, and of course Joe Bella and all the people involved in that event. Couldn't say enough great things about it. Wish we could have hung out more. Wish it didn't rain. Um, but you know, it'd be a good time. If if I had my way, it'd never end. We just that's that would be our jobs. Yeah. To hang out in the parking lot, drink beer, and and talk car stuff. Yeah. Nice job. Okay. Now we got to get on with the big deal. The big deal. Camaro's big brother. 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 There you go. <laughs> Camaro's big brother. Brother. The Corvette has always been Camaro's big brother, but but we got we can't not talk about the Corvette. No, of course. I mean. We've only been waiting for this for how many years now? It's been the biggest secret that really wasn't a secret that finally got unveiled. Well, before they even unveiled it, <laughs> yeah. um, Esquire magazine did a oops, mm-hmm. and they un- they they dropped their press release hours, like I would say what three, four maybe hours before Something like that. Yeah, the actual unveil. So of course. Everybody else dropped their stuff too, um, and we've seen that happen in the past. So someone, one person screws up and screws it up for everybody else. But it mm-hmm. was it was a, it was a pretty cool unveil. Unfortunately for us East Coasters out here, <sighs> Eastern Standard Time Zone, um, that was like probably close to eleven thirty before we finally saw the car on stage with Mark Royce driving it out there with the windshield wipers on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so let's kind of – it was great. It was really cool. The presentation was really cool, except I think we could have done with a lot less history lesson about space travel. I get how they tied it in, Yeah. but I don't – I just – I was just like, okay, you know, we're not here for space stuff. I like to tie in, but let's see the freaking car, I, man. I understand why they did it. I mean it's the anniversary yeah. of, of the moon landing and, and all that too. So, you know, they were in that big hangar. That that big hangar looked pretty awesome. That looked awesome. For the people who were out there at the event, man, that looked pretty sweet. Ugh. But let's get into the details, the guts, the meat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talk about the C8. What is this car going to be? Well, it's everything we probably thought it was going to be. Yeah, I don't think there's any surprise there's, there. It's there's the no... worst kept secret. Yeah. And they, uh, let's see here. It's got the 6.2 liter V8 engine, codenamed the yep. LT2. It's a neat engine. Uh, you know, it's the dry sump type thing. Um, the thing, the two things that stuck out to me the most: zero to sixty in under three seconds, and under sixty thousand to start. Yeah, let's. Yeah, that, that's that's the big deal. Zero to sixty in under three seconds is very hard 
to achieve without some significant technology. And they're definitely using it. I mean, it's 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 not a ton of power when it comes right down to it by right. comparison. Yeah. But, but it's got, also how the how the car puts it down. Yeah, they got the engine in the back now. So they were able to free up all that with the travel time with the steering wheel and mm-hmm. uh, just the weight, the 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 components that they used to actually put this car together, the composite. They, they had to come up with a brand new material just for the, what are they called, the frunk? Uh, the frunk and the trunk? Yep. <laughs> yep, and I guess like the cradle portions that house the engine in the back and also the front suspen- the suspension in the front. I read somewhere, I've been doing a lot of reading about this because it's so neat. No company would, they, they didn't get a single bid on doing the, the, those those pieces. They farmed it out, said, who wants to do this? Nobody wanted to do it. So they had to do it themselves. Wow. That's crazy. There's another tie into the whole space race and all that. Yeah. You know, with Kennedy saying, well, I want a man on the moon in the next five years. You know. Yeah. And they did it. By hook or by crook, they did it without anybody else's help. So it's just, it's. it's it's a neat story. I think it's going to make a neat book. You know, all so Corvettes too. are red mm-hmm. or two. I, I don't know. 495 horsepower and 470 foot pounds of torque. Doesn't sound like a whole lot, right? No, but, but with zero how, to six, go back to zero to 60 in under three seconds. Wow. Considering, you know, the, 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 the C7 Cor, the, the Corvette ZR1 is at 755 horsepower. Mm-hmm. And that just barely comes in. I mean, the zero to 60 times 2.8. So you have almost identical zero to sixty times, with how many more horsepower less? Um, three hundred, two hundred, <laughs> give it two hundred fifty. Wow! And half the cost. Yeah. Now, if zero to sixty is is your forte, then that's that's a sure winner. But also the handling, the balance, and the price, man. Uh, yeah, for a while I was doing a podcast called the Vetcast. And it was fun, but it just wasn't didn't have the same flavor. But I'd have people from this show call in to that show, and I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, um, Son of a Gun, um, I, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Jonathan Brown. Oh, okay, from from and, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said uh, he didn't think it would be any more expensive than the current Corvette. And I'm like, why not? And he says because the same amount of materials. It's just the engineering and everything that goes into it. I'm like. It makes sense because yeah. I think about this: no torque tube, none of that stuff. I'm like, yeah, and he was right on the money, literally. Yeah. Um, you gonna get one, Chris? No, no. I think it's a beautiful machine. I think yeah. uh, for me, what I like most about it is that rear look. Um, that's got the open, like the see-through window that shows the engine. I just think that's badass, badass. Uh, let me let me read just a few things from the official sure. press release. Uh, the 2020 Stingray is going to have better weight distribution with the rear weight bias enhancing performance in the straight line and on the track. Res- better responsiveness and sense of control due to driver positioning closer to the front axle, almost on top of the front wheels. The fastest 0-60 to 60 time of any Corvette ever. Under three seconds when equipped with the Z51 performance package. A race car-like view of the road to lower positioning of the road. Instrument panel, steering wheel, uh, excellent uh, forward slightness throughout the vehicle for both the driver and the passenger. An enhancement of the Corvette, traditionally uh, utility strength with dual trunks for a total of 12.6 cubic feet of cargo volume. Ideal for luggage or two sets of golf clubs. Two sets of golf clubs. Two. And one of the things that I thought was the coolest thing that they showed during the unveil well, you know how low the car is? Mm-hmm. And when you approach, yep. like, a bump? Yeah. 
it will lift <laughs> three up, inches, three inches up in and, two seconds. And <laughs> this was neat. You can GPS remember that. So every time you get there, it will always do it for you. I think that's, that's... something Tesla does. Oh, and really? I, yes. Okay. And I, I was going to say, that's completely unnecessary, cool. but really neat. Yes. Very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I am extremely impressed with this car. Yes, it's, I know this is the Camaro show, <laughs> but I am extremely impressed with this car. Yeah. And so where I go with this is... Who's going to be the well, also? Who's going to be the first one to make that exhaust go straight out the back hatch? <laughs> Just like the Porsche. Um, in fact, we have on good authority that that was the part of the design, but it was shot down. Hmm. Um, so let's talk about what impact could this car, if any, have on the future Camaros, at least for the next four years? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, will, will Camaro see the LT two? Yeah, well, they're going to see. I mean, it's it was rumored that the Z28 was going to have a new engine they developed called the LT3, which was based off of the, the LS7, which was a you know, high-revving, mm-hmm. you know, high-horsepower, right. and a right. motor. So I, I would say yes. I would say... I think so, too. I think Another that... year or two, maybe the LT2 shows up in the Camaro SS, and we have a base uh, mm-hmm. 475 horsepower. Right. Engine in the Camaro. Yep, something like that. Uh, yeah, right. Four hundred ninety-five is what it is now. Yeah. Or maybe we'll see that LT3 in the Corvette, and then maybe after it'll end up in the Camaro as a Z28 after all. Yeah, because maybe it'll be a Z. Maybe the Z06 Corvette. That's what well, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, amidst some negative news or negative speculation or however you want to word it about the future of the Camaro. We still have some years left, and thanks to the Corvette, I'm sure we're going to see some neat stuff trickle down. I think we will. Now, let's talk about the design. What Ah. do you think about the design of the car? Totally surprising. Never saw it coming. (laughs) Had no idea it was going to look like that. Yeah. I think it looks pretty good. I I I like it better than the C7 in just the terms that it's not so cluttered up. Yeah. You know, it looks... I like how they hid the the door handles, and I love the big ass scoops on the sides and and all that. I, it does look neat underneath mm-hmm. the glass. I mean, I, I've seen mid engine cars before, you know, like the Audi R8. I'm a big fan of, and of course, there's Ferrari and all that. But it just looks really good. It looks, it looks. It, I agree. I this agree. Is, is what the Corvette should be. It's beautiful. Um, I love the interior look. I don't have you a know. problem with the buttons. Um, I love the flat bottom steering wheel. That uh, the buttons are kind of weird. It is um, kind of weird, but probably completely functional. Well, yeah, but not to mention, okay, if they didn't put them there, where the heck were they going to put them? Yeah, I mean everything else <clears throat> is focused on driving. Period. And for for the most part, the the uh, the comments have been pretty positive. But then you have some people who are saying. And we were talking about this before the show that that this car is indeed a beautiful car, but it should never have the Corvette name on it, because the Corvette rear-wheel drive, front engine, that this is definitely a great vehicle, but it should have a different name on it. What do you okay, think about what? that? What should it be? The Corvair? No, maybe it should be called the Zora, because Zora Duntov, you know, was the one who always wanted it to be a mid-engine car. Mm-hmm. True. Never got that accomplished, 
now they did. Yeah. Um, well, let's think about this. There was a rumor that they would make the front engine and the mid engine side by side. Right. That's not going to happen uh, because they just sold or they, they sold the last front engine Corvette ever made at Bear Jacks or something like that a week or two ago. Okay, so if they didn't call this a Corvette and they called it the Zora, then what would they do with the Corvette name? Maybe would you rather have it go away? Maybe I don't know. Then I don't know. It the only reason, well, not the only reason, but the main driving reason for them going mid-engine is because the ZR1, the C7 ZR1, they could not push that car any farther. Right. They what, said the only way we can make it perform better is to move the engine. Yeah. The only so, logical next step. Yeah, and they did it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they did it. Um, I still don't quite understand how that knob thing works and all that. How it shifts and, I mean, I guess if I, I'm looking at pictures now of the HVAC and it's all right. Yeah. Well, one thing one thing the car does scream is passenger. Screw the passenger. <laughs> you can sit over there. It's all about the driver. Yeah. And that's what a Corvette no, should be. The C7 was kind of like that as well. There's some uh, interesting comments about the interior too. People are. Like, I can't stand how they take, like, a screen like an iPad and just kind of stick it in there, and it's very minimalistic. Just yeah, just like, like they did with the Camaro, yeah. Kind of like, boom, there, it's done, done. Well, I mean, what, are they, what do you want them to do? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they would love to hear a better design idea if you can come up with one. I don't think that they just said, I don't think they threw the interior together inside of a weekend. How about a VR? How about a next thing you know, you're gonna be driving with VR goggles, and and you're gonna have cameras and everything uh, right in your face, and yep. then you can change the interior. That'd be cool. And then, of course, then about ten minutes after the first car is sold, that car is gonna crash because somebody's been gonna be watching porn on the VR <laughs> while they drive. <laughs> you know that's true. <laughs> Well, what was, what was the subject line of the first email I ever sent? It was probably test, and the reply was echo. And then the next email that was sent was probably, got any nudes or anything? I don't or, know. Or boobs or something like that. Yeah, or, hey, let's, let's you know, send some, hey, I, took, I drew a picture of some boobs. 80085. Eight, uh, eight, eight, <laughs> okay, what about the transmission? No manual transmission. No? No. Weird. Chevrolet is killing the manual trans. Well, it's 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 more performance oriented. This is gonna it's got the dual clutch, eight speed, uh, transmission in this car. Mm-hmm. It's weird. They're putting in what works. Yeah, yeah. They're weird. like screw what you know options. This is what works. This is what you're gonna use. Well, yeah. I you want to go you fast want, or not? If, if you want a manual transmission car, I'm sure there's other cars you can choose from, and you can buy a C7. You know, I I I I'm happy with my C6 Corvette. I really like it. I like that it's. It's very Spartan. It does the job. It's fast as hell, and it's fun to drive. And I continued to think that up until um, Friday morning. <laughs> After the unveil, I'm like, you know what? I hate this car. <laughs> That's the reason why I went with an automatic transmission on my new Camaro. Oh, I was done. I was done shifting gears. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fun. It is a fun car, but it's not fun when you're in the Woodward Dream Cruise and your left leg is kind of like up and down, up and down, and you're trying to balance on a hill. And, and it's just, it's, um, yep. I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah. No, I still like the manual transmission and it's fun. I just hate the car in general now. What? I want a C8. <laughs> your car's badass. I know it is, but I want a C8 now. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe in a while, but, you know, I was really happy with that zeal, that uh, storm. Uh, I'm sorry, the Steel ZR1, uh, dang, yeah, ZL1 yeah. at Camaro Fest. God, that was beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. 
loved it. And of course, we made some new friends at Camaro Fest. Yeah, so yeah. On. One thing we didn't get to do last week was voicemails and emails, so we're going to catch up on that. Uh, so before we get to that, though, one thing is for sure. Welcome Camaro's big brother. Bruh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully, hopefully we see some cool Corvette stuff coming down. It could be Camaro stuff. Yeah. Chris, let's get into the voicemails and emails and all that junk. We yeah, owe you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to do an email first. We're going to do a voicemail first. Let's do a voicemail do... first. Okay, let's do a voicemail first here. We got one from uh, saved up from a couple weeks ago here, so let's go. Hey, Chris and Jason. I heard at the end of the show that we're going to have both of you guys at Camaro Fest. Unbelievable. I don't think that's happened since Camaro Fest number three. Or maybe four, uh, but anyway, uh, good to have you coming down, Chris. I got, I don't know, I got plenty for you guys. Uh, oh, yeah, we got lots of drag racing and autocross and road course and car show and uh, things are shaping up really, really good this year. Uh, plenty of beers for you. Uh, of course, we're going to have the craft beer night on Saturday night, and uh, Jason will not be disappointed. <laughs> uh, brewery doesn't have the two sheets. They they have something every week. They have two different uh, releases. So we're gonna have uh, before the internet pager, which is a double dry hop IPA, like uh, like uh, what you had with the two sheets, and uh, Szechuan sauce double IPA. And then I've got another good brewery here. I'm gonna hook you guys up with Copperhead King of Terror 8.6 alcohol stout. And uh, you'll have to take that one home with you. And uh, Shepherd of Fire, my new favorite, barley wine. Oh, my God, from Copperhead as well. Anyway, I'm stocking up this week. Just every week i got to go get the new releases. And uh, really looking forward to Camaro Fest. It's going to be a big one, guys. I'm telling you. We're, uh, we've got the, the sign-ups are awesome. Uh, the track is full. So, yeah, it's going to be good. And definitely look forward to seeing both of you guys together at Camaro Fest. Cheers. See you in a couple of weeks. <sighs> and that was Mike Lee from the past. Yep. <laughs> Gosh, man, if there's any time I wanted a time machine, it'd be rowing right now, bro. Oh, I know. I know. Sorry oh. we had to miss out on that beer because it sounds really good stuff. Charlie 111 gave us some New Mexico stuff. Have you had any of the ones that Charlie gave I have you? not. I have not. I have not I'm either. I tried any of them. But... Being the hot day that it is today, I'm probably going to drink it, but... Thank you for that voicemail, Mike. Sorry we couldn't get to it in time. And, of course, sorry we couldn't hang out with you more. But uh, well, maybe we'll have to get down that way sooner oh, or later. Totally. Totally. Got an email here. This came in from Dean, North Hills, um, so, yeah, North Hills, California. He listens to the show on iTunes. He said, I think that both of you are missing the point on why the – he probably doesn't sound like this. He's, I think that both of you are missing the point on why the Camaro is not selling, which is poor visibility from the interior and limited usability of the trunk. This is a big issue for almost anyone, short or tall, who sits in the car and then shuts the doors. One. The poor visibility over the dash in the driver's seat view. Two, poor visibility out the rear window over the rear seat shelf. Three, poor visibility out the side windows because of the high belt line. And four, poor access and thus the usability with respect to the trunk. While I realize lowering the door openings or trunk opening would likely be prohibitive. <coughs> excuse me. I think that Chevrolet could easily improve visibility by lowering the rear seat shelf and upper driver's seat dash above the instruments, but they ch chose against it, maybe because of costs. A real disappointment since the car is universally applauded for its handling capabilities and many other sport coupes. As an owner of a 1999 Corvette, I really wanted to buy a Gen 6 Camaro, but instead, I will be purchasing a Mustang or a Challenger. I will continue to listen to the show, hoping for positive Camaro updates. Dean in North Hills, California. Well, thanks for that, Dean. Um, 
Logical points? Yeah. He, he has logical get used points. to the car. Yeah. Uh, I've been living with a six gen now for this almost been three years now. And you're what, um, five foot six? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then before that, uh, uh, two fifth gens, uh, one a 2010, then a 2012. I just like, we've, we've talked about this many times over and over again. Just if you, if you adjust your mirrors properly, there's no problems mm-hmm. with visibility. Um, so I, I will respectfully have to say that's not a problem. I'm six foot four. I have no problems getting in and out of my car. I have no problems seeing in my car. Is it the greatest visibility? No, but if I adjust my mirrors properly, I got no problems. No problems. One in addition. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. One thing Chevrolet did show us at Camaro Fest is for 2020, they put in a new backup camera that's going to be integrated inside the shark fin. That's going to give you, yeah, on the roof. It's going to give you wider um, visibility in the back. I think for 2019, I think they put that in the, um, what what was it? Was it in the, uh, the spoiler? I think it might have been in the spoiler and in the convertibles. It was, I think it was lower on the convertibles. Yeah, it was, it was on the, yeah. But now it's in the shark fin and I actually posted a picture of that and it's supposed to give you a a, a very wide range um, of view. Yep. And while that doesn't solve the problem um, uh, aesthetically, it does solve the problem using technology. I want to also address something else. This has been a constant. What you're talking about here, Dean, is a constant battle with General Motors because they want better visibility. They don't want to prohibit the view. but. At the same time, they don't want to compromise the design. So they kind of, well, they do go into compromises. One of the things, I was just reading this. If they lower the, uh, let's see here, lowering the rear seat shelf, well, that would eat into the trunk space. He said the trunk is always already small. So it's these kind of trade-offs happen thousands and thousands and thousands of times before the car sure. even leaves the, the design aspect, yeah. before it even start, starts getting built. So, How yeah, many, how many people could, have complained about the, the center console? It's mm-hmm. un. They're saying it's unusable. You cannot pull it up and pull it down while you're in the driver's seat. I respectfully decline. And this is some a holes have made some funny videos. We're like, or <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to do it. And why did they put the stupid phone charger behind in the back seat? Well, where else are they going to put it? There's mm-hmm. no more room up front. Yep. I mean, there's there's trade offs and there are solutions. It's just it's either that it's either. Do the trade-offs now and find solutions later or never release the dang car. Right. So I hope you don't go – I hope you give the Camaro another try. But, some, you know, some people just say, I can't get over it. No matter how much I adjust the mirrors, can't get over it. And then, yeah. well, you can buy a Mustang or Challenger and then you can just suck. Okay. Um, just kidding, Dean. Thank you very much for that email. Thanks, Dean. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next voicemail here. Sounds good. Okay. Someone just left a voicemail with them. Beep, 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 beep. Was it, was it code? I, I don't know. I'll have to ask my dad. He knows Morse code. What's the matter, Lassie? Is Timmy in trouble? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that voicemail, Mystery Caller. Uh, next time, try some English. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to call right. us and leave us beeps and tones, or no, we want you to actually talk to us. What do you think of the C8? What do you think about how is this going to affect the Camaro? We want to hear from you, and here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Okay, that brings us to the last voicemail. Here we go. Hey, guys. The uh, prodigal son returns. Uh, 
we're going to have to chat here for, for my voice and see if you can tell who it is. But I'm sure uh, Chris knows because I texted him earlier this weekend. It's Mudbone calling in. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I had t- kind of taken a bit of a, to use the word, hiatus from the show. And uh, I came back to the show here recently and I listened to the last couple of guest uh, interviews, and I thought they were really really fantastic shows, and uh, I'm going to have to go back and check out uh, some of the other stuff because the content uh, was really interesting, and I just wanted you guys to know that uh, I was I found it uh, to be great, and, uh, and uh, it was really um, informative. Um, the subject about the Camaro and what's going on was what sort of piqued my interest to start listening, and I found it uh, quite interesting that you guys had picked that subject up because I've been kind of wondering, you know, what's going to happen to Camaro? Clearly, the uh, sixth-gen car has not been selling well, and uh, interest in it is, is you know, it's lackluster, to be honest with you. Um, the reviews of the car, uh, performance-wise, are always uh, always favorable, and it, uh, I just read the least car and driver uh, comparison with the um, uh, performance to Mustang, and... Uh, the Camaro came out on top with the same uh, usual complaints. Honestly, the uh, the complaints about the Camaro is what has uh, sort of taken me away from interest in owning a 6th gen. Uh, the outside style on the car is is uh, okay. Uh, I thought that uh, that last bumper issue was uh, was poor, but uh, um, generally speaking, it, you know, it's it's an interesting car. But uh, I can't remember which one of your guests, whether it was Manny or Jason, uh, commented that it's time for a full full redesign, and I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm not sure what direction the car should go in, but uh, if you look back at the Camaro through the years and the various generations, um, uh, up until the, the switch between the 5th um, gen and the 6th gen, the departures have been pretty radical. Uh, the cars, you know, move from uh, one generation to the next with quite a bit of change. And um, I think now if, if there is a, to be a seventh-gen car, that's really what needs to happen. Um, GM get there and, uh, you know, maybe throw out some ideas and uh, let the public comment on it. I don't think it would uh, – it doesn't make sense to keep it, you know, a hush-hush secret. If you're going to bring out the car, uh, you know, let's let it come out there. Oh, oh, dude. We... oh, I mean, I mean, hold on. <clears throat> Mudbone. Mudbone. Back from hiatus. Time. Been a long time since I said that. It's good to hear from you, buddy. It really is. It's good to hear from you uh, when I was at Camaro Fest, too. He yep. makes some very valid points. Yep. Very valid points. I think it was you, wasn't it, who said it just needs a complete redesign, or was it Jason Port? I can't remember. I, I, I think it was me, but I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, it's it's a bold statement. I know that, but yeah, that's I, I agree. Yeah, because we've heard before the fifth gen, the sixth gen. There's there's not a whole lot of difference to the car, and uh, what Mudbone says, you know, like between the the first gen and the second gen, radical different design. Between the second gen and the third gen, radical different design. Third and fourth, bam, bam. Fourth and fifth, world, obviously, world shaking. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I saw that in person. I thought I saw a UFO, and the way it was all bubbly, it kind of looks like one now. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, 
I, th- I think let's we get away need... from let's get away from the the retro design styling cues from the past. Yes, mm-hmm. a retro design. I think people are getting away from that anyways. Yeah, I think we are we are evolving into a different type of design now. You're where mm-hmm. you're seeing and all all automobiles usually they take a styling cue and they kind of do the same thing with with the car you know from dodge to chevy to ford there's there's like i don't know look at the front end of a camaro now look at the front end of a dodge look at the front end of a of a mustang there is certain aspects that you can say they all kind of share Hmm. yeah agreed agreed i I know some people that just hate the whole retro idea. They're just kind of stuck on it. And the words they use was have an original thought for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, it still looks good. It still looks great, actually. But I think the time has come and gone, just like the jelly bean styles in the in the 90s, like we talked about. Yeah. So, good voicemail. Sorry we didn't get to hear the end of it, Mudbone. Yeah. Muddy old mud cut right skipper. Off. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much. Call back and finish up your point. We'd love to hear you. Yeah. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, let's see. I know we're running out of time, so we're going to have to wrap here with this email number. Another email that we owe somebody. Here we go. This comes in from Anthony. Suffolk Coney, Long, I- Long Island. Long Listen Island. To the show on iTunes. What's on your mind? He says, hey, guys, on the last show, you talked about a CTF Camaro. What type of Camaro is that? And was it a secret order car? How would the public know about when it's offered for sale new? Second question. You talked about the 2019 Camaro with the old front end and the first blow. Bo- Bow tie, blow tie, <laughs> bow tie replacement. Now they corrected front, and let's say twenty years from now, it's a rare car. How would you authenticate a real first run car versus a clone or something? Someone adding an aftermarket nose. Please answer all questions. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll do, sir. Uh, first of all, CTF. That's an awesome question, and I think Chris, we owe everybody an apology for not being clear on yeah, what that is yeah. for anybody who didn't know it. Here's what CTF means. CTF means Captured Test Fleet. United States Patent 7302371. A system and method for vehicle design and manufacture. Includes designing a vehicle, building a pilot vehicle of the designed vehicle, installing a telematics, telematics units inside the pilot vehicle, config, configuring the telematics unit to monitor systems and pilot the vehicle during vehicle operation, operating the vehicle in a Captured Test Fleet, obtaining data from the telematics unit during the operation of the Captured Test Fleet, alluring d- design vehicle data in response to obtaining data and building production vehicle with design influenced by the alternate vehicle design data. Wow. So in other words, it's a test vehicle. That's right. <laughs> but I, I was just looking it up just to make sure I didn't get it wrong, you yeah. know, make an assumption. And sure enough, it is a patent. And it's if you go to free patents online slash 7302371, there is a huge thing about this with diagrams and how the telematics work and how it transmits data. And it's, it's a big effing deal. Yeah. It's really interesting. So there you go. The thing about them, is that you can never buy them because they don't have VINs. Or if they do... Oh, yeah, you can buy them. Oh, yes, GM sells these. The Capture Test Fleet vehicles? Absolutely, absolutely. There was the longest time where you could not. Oh, then yes. They would have to be destroyed or they were used for, mm-hmm. for continual testing. Who do, no, who do we know that has one? We um, do know something. Let's see, um, Bob. Bob, what's his name, was here. He bought a ZL1 uh, oh, CTF that, car. All um, right, yes. Remember Tom Henry had a CTF car he wanted, Scott wanted you to buy a ZL1? I forgot all about that. But for the longest time, you could not buy them. Yeah, you definitely they're can. Really, they're very rare. As but there's only so many. of them are hacked, hacked up. There's only so many of them that they sell. Yeah. Yeah, they're not all of them. Um, gosh, I forgot that you could buy them. Yeah. I'm still stuck in the past. Uh, okay, uh, so there you go. Um, in fact, Al owns CTF car number one of the Z28. 
remember that now. Gosh, where's my brain? I had too much beer last night. Give me a break. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot they changed that author- the thing. But like you said, they can't sell all of them because some of the first ones are really hacked up. Right. They're just test vehicles. Um, how would uh, talk about the 2019 Camaro, the old front end versus the new front end? How would you authenticate a real first run car versus a clone? Or someone adding an aftermarket nose. I don't think that somebody would actually go out of their way to make their car look like that. Honestly, because most people didn't like them. And I don't think there's going to be an aftermarket version available. I'd be really surprised. And even if, if they did, you'd have to just use your noggin just like, and do some research, just like you know the I'm real sh- Copo Camaros versus the fake one. Exactly. I'm sure there's a number on the front end somewhere, if you took it off, that would, that would identify it as an OEM front end. Just like people selling numbers matching, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, it, yeah, it's going to be rare, but I don't think it's one of those things. That, it's not going to be super rare because they're going to probably produce 50, 40 or 45,000 2019. Well, I don't know if that they produce that many SSs. It's just not common for them to do a one-year major design and, and that's it like they used. Right, yeah. So, um I don't think it'd be a big collectible. I think it might be an, an interesting conversation piece, but I don't think it's going to be super valuable or anything. Well, maybe 50 years down the road. Well, yeah, but then any car you've got is going to be worth that. Um, you know, unless it's like the Shock SS, 1LE, something along those lines. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, so now you know Capture Test Fleet Vehicle, and how would you tell another one? Just look for the uh, a, a real one. Look for the ugliest car. <laughs> They usually have a GM puts a little sticker in the driver's side window, too. This is Capture Test Fleet Vehicle CTF on there. A little circle, probably, what, two, three inches in diameter with, is it blue letters with yellow outline that says CTF? Yeah, I think so, yeah. You you know, if you look for an image search on Google, um, which is what I did. uh, Let me see here. Um, And here's the funny part. I found a website, gm-ctf.com. Try to go to it. Can't be reached. So it's got to be an internal website for people that do their data upload or something along those lines. Yeah. So there's your answer. Thank you for, for that, um, Anthony, for that voicemail, or I'm sorry, that email. Yes. Okay, that was a good show, dude. That was a real yeah. good show. We're way past our our regular. Our show last week was only like 15 minutes, but that was because you know we were at Camaro Fest and all that stuff. Actually, you can find a picture of that CTF sticker. This is a square one on uh, like 2012 Lens. Imperial Blue Metallic ZL1 Camaro on ZL1 Registry. Oh yeah, Jason Port site. Mm-hmm. That's in New York State. Cool. Oh, wow. He won this in a $25 raffle ticket in the National Corvette Museum, too. <laughs> oh, hate everybody. Okay, I know we got to wrap it up, but it's been a great show, Chris. Yeah. Don't you think? Thanks, everybody, for listening, tuning in, subscribing, all that jazz. You know what to do. We'll be back at you next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya. Bruh. <laughs>